What's up, everybody? Growing Up Italian Podcast, here with my childhood friend, Rocco Rubino. What's, What's going up, on, guys? How you doing? So, uh, how was your Christmas, New Year's, holidays, everything good, Rock? Yeah, it was great. You know, spent time with family, you know, ready for a new year. Yeah, man. Any uh, New Year's resolutions this year? Uh, nothing. Just pray for all health and health for my family and just get better every day. Yeah, man. Yeah. Health, health is wealth. Yeah. So... Yeah, man. Me and Rocco go way back. Like, Rocco's one year older than me, and we went to the same elementary school. And I literally remember Rocco from when I'm like four or five years old. Like, yeah. <laughs> since I'm a kid, and uh, we used to play, we used to play for Saint Cecilia's in uh, Williamsburg Greenpoint. Yeah. And Rocco was one, like I said, one year older. So, um, yeah, we had some like awesome like basketball games and. You know, we used to like run scrimmages against each other a lot. Yeah. And Rocco was really good. I wasn't as good as him. Like I was one of the last guys on the bench. <laughs> and you know, we had players like Russ, Kevin, and you know, we had yeah. some like it, for for those of you who don't know, Russ Smith played for Louisville. He went on to like he actually went to Malloy with you too. Yeah, he went to we'll Malloy. Get, we'll get into yeah. later. But um, yeah, Russ won a national title. Yeah. All that. Your team was sick too. You had Shavar, Shavar Richardson, Kyle Brown, Elijah Conley. Yeah. yeah. So we had like when we would like just run practices, we would be playing against the older team, and they would pretty much like smoke us a lot of the times. <laughs> but yeah, man, I miss those days a lot. Yeah, those were the days, man. Saint Cecilia is definitely, if not the best program in Brooklyn, is definitely one of the best. Billy, yeah. Billy Pelican, and Ann, they definitely did a. Great job. And that's and CYO right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, man. And I remember, um, you know, your dad was coaching you guys, right? Yeah, he, he coached a, us, yeah. Yeah, man. I remember he was such a legend, man. And it was just dope because he was like light up the room when he would come in. Yeah, thank you, man. <laughs> he was a good guy. I remember yeah. him. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so then like, I kind of remember you went on to Malloy. And I remember, like, just from always playing with you and stuff, I saw, like, oh, man, Rocco's ranked, like, top two in New York City, all that stuff. And, like, I was, like, hyped for you, right? Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, I mean, I went to Malloy right after St. Cecilia's, and after that I went to St. Francis College for yeah. two years. How was the experience in Malloy? You were Jack, you were coached by Jack... Jack Curran, Curran yeah. Yeah, so he's a legend. Yeah, de- I mean, definitely Malloy was a, you know, it was an academic school, but definitely it was a, it was a big basketball program. And Jack Curran coached Kenny Anderson, Kenny Smith, so it was a, it was a really good program. I learned a lot there. Yeah, man. And um, how did you guys do as a team for Archbishop, like for Malloy? Like, did you guys win any state chips or anything like that? Uh, we ne- we never won. Uh, we never went to the city championship. Both uh, my junior and senior years, we lost in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Junior year, we lost to Rice, and uh, my senior year, we lost to Monsignor Farrell from Staten Island. Yeah. What well, What was like the craziest player you played against in high school? 
The craziest player probably would be Derrick Rose. Oh, you go, you played against them? Yeah. I mean, I played against... In, but what, what high school did he play for? He went to Simeon in uh, Chicago, but I played against him in a camp, in five-star camp in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Probably, they had did on you the, have to guard him? No, nah, I didn't have to guard him. Thank, <laughs> Thank God. God. Yeah. But they had on the same team, Derrick Rose and Mike Beasley, so oh my it, was, God. it wasn't fair. <laughs> yeah. You guys, like, got blown out that game? Yeah. Der- Derrick Rose probably the... The fastest player I've ever seen in person. On the court? On the court, And that's yeah. before the injuries, obviously. Yeah. Wait, you're, you're the same age as Rose? Same age, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So, damn, Derrick Rose is only one year older than me. But, yeah, man, that's that's sick. And um, so then you went on to play basketball in St. Francis. And I remember that because I went to school in St. Francis with you again. Yeah, I remember seeing you every day in school. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. Yeah. But that St. Francis team went to a finals too, no, or something? We we lost in the semifinals my sophomore year. My my freshman year we had a I think we had a better team my freshman year, but we didn't really gel as well. And then sophomore year we had a good team and we lost in the semifinals to Robert Morris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember like the whole campus was hype. And for those of you that listen in Brooklyn and you know St. Francis, yeah. It's a small college of big dreams, yeah, yeah. but it's literally the small college. Like, yeah, you see everybody over and over a yeah. hundred times, and it's basically one room. Yeah, it was it's a like little, one lobby and then yeah. classrooms. Yeah, it was a little bit culture shock for me at St. Francis because Malloy, Malloy's high school has more students than St. Francis College. Yeah, and every game at Malloy was jam packed. At the start of the game, they would close the gym. You couldn't get in. And then going to St. Francis, it was a, probably one of the smallest Division One colleges. So we didn't really get that many fans. So you never had that, you know, that jam-packed gym or the, well, the same the, feeling. The gym doesn't even have, like, that many seats either. How many seating does St. Francis have? I'm not sure. But like, I, maybe it, 500 the five, most? Yeah, and it feels small when you're 500 playing. 500 is, is a lot, too. Yeah. Like, maybe not even 500. Yeah, it's a small gym. And it feels small when it's empty, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I, I do remember that, like, one year where everybody was going crazy about the basketball team, though. So you went to you went to St. Francis, and then you were saying you went to Hunter, right? I went to Hunter for one year after that for my junior year. What was year. the reason for that? Just Well, at the time, you know, I had mixed emotions at St. Francis. I was playing, not playing, and really didn't get along with the coach and I went to Hunter actually not to play because at that time I was contemplating I had some offers to play in Dominican Republic and some other places so Mm -hmm. my father told me if you're gonna play basketball you have to go to school so I enrolled in Hunter at the time not even gonna play on the team I was trying to either sign in the ABA or the EBA one of the semi-pro leagues but Mm -hmm. I wound up going there and I decided to play on the team and it was a good fit my cousin Joe DeLuca had played there so shout out to Joe DeLuca Joe DeLuca legend he's a legend in uh, this Brooklyn Queens area if you guys don't know Joe DeLuca he was huge in the Christ the King basketball program yeah and just like an overall good guy yeah, great guy, great trainer, and now he's coaching at Christ the King. Oh, yeah? What yeah. what uh, team is he coaching? He's coaching the girls' team. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. he always coaches uh, the girls' teams. And, yo, I, I respect it because, like, even, like, Billy Pelican, that you just said before, he coaches girls' teams. And, like, that's where you really see where coaching is, like, affected. Oh, yeah. Because it's yeah. all set plays and all that, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, but Joe Joe's a great, great kid. So... Then you were in Hunter. You play, Did you play for that team, right? I played for Hunter for one season, and 
we had lost in the semifinals to York for in the CUNY uh, CUNY semifinals, mm-hmm. and then after that, I was still playing street ball. I was playing in West Fourth, Rodney Park, Dykeman, a lot of different tournaments. And the year after that, I had got offered a coaching job at Christ the King. So I was the the, the boys team. The or boys team, yeah. I was freshman. The, I was the assistant freshman coach and the head uh, varsity B coach. If you don't mind me asking. They pay for that, right? Yeah, it's it's paid. It's a yeah. part time. You get a stipend at the end of the year. Oh yeah. But it, I had a, a a great year. Uh, That's what's good because sometimes yeah. they don't give coaches money. Like yeah, for these high school teams, it's all voluntary. So yeah. But Christ the King, I mean, if you're in Brooklyn Queens, I think Christ the King and Malloy are the two biggest basketball programs. You know. Oh, definitely. In, in the city, I mean, everybody. Uh, Odom went to King. Uh, Roy Alkins, right? Roy Alkins. Yeah. Uh, when when I was Omar in, Cook, Omar Cook, Eric Barkley, yeah, Eric Barkley, too. Speedy Claxton, yeah, Speedy yeah. Claxton, like, yeah, yeah Christ the King's basketball program is crazy. Yeah. So, did you end up taking a coaching job? So I yeah, I took the coaching job. I coached there for for one season, and I was still playing and training and working two jobs. You were probably working out with the players. I was working out with the players, yeah. and uh, I was working two jobs at the time. I had just met uh, my wife, who I'm still with at that year, so that was a really big year for me. Mm-hmm. And then, um, But I was still playing. I was still playing street ball, still playing in tournaments, and then I had an opportunity at the end of the year by accident. Um, I had uh, worked out with an agent. He was uh, from Puerto Rico. He was sending guys to Puerto Rico because at first he thought I was Puerto Rican. But every everybody, like, I feel a lot of people get that Puerto Rican, uh, like, hit up a lot. Yeah. Like, they go play ball in Puerto Rico, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, Puerto Rico has one of the strongest leagues, like, outside of the United States. And at that time, the league was really strong. And I had worked out for the guy. His name was Ralph Menar, really good guy. And he said, listen, you know, I have an opportunity. There's a guy, Roosevelt Bowie, who who had played at Syracuse. He brings a team from New York every year to La Spezia, Italy, for a, a tournament. He said, you're Italian. He said, I think, you know, it would be a good fit for you. And he said, especially if you can get your citizenship. So I went upstate to um, Westchester for the tryouts. There uh-huh. was like 50 guys there, all from around the country. They flew in for the tryouts. Oh, yeah? And I wound up making a team. I was one of the 10 guys that got selected. For the team in Puerto Rico. For the team to go to Italy. Oh, to, for the team to go to yeah. Italy. Why, why was it ten people? That was just a tournament. It was they, they the tournament in Italy. They had four teams there, so they took ten guys. It was a like the United States team. Okay. So they took ten guys from the United States to go to Italy to play in. The, it was like a, a week long tournament. What was the other teams like? They, European team. Yeah, they had four four Italian teams that played in City of D, City of oh, Chi, okay. and then they had coaches from. All the Italian leagues there to scout, like for Americans to to sign on their in their so teams. How did that work out? Well, at that time, I didn't even have a passport. Oh so really? So you had to rush to get a I, passport. I had to go rush and get a passport and paid like three hundred dollars for the yeah. <laughs> two days. Yeah, yeah, that was uh that was my f- my first time out of the country. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. And how old were you at this point? Like twenty two, twenty three, twenty one. Oh, twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah. So. What happened at this tour- tournament? You guys won? So we went down there and it was you played two games, like two showcase games, but it was four days of working out and training. So we went there. Well, when you guys made the team, maybe it wasn't necessarily like the 10 best players, but you had to get like two big men. Yeah, right. Two point guard. You know what I mean? Like right, you had to make right. the best team too. Right. Because sometimes maybe you'll have like, you know, an extra big man that should be on the team. Right, right. But you really need that ball handler. So Yeah, yeah. they, right. had, they had about... 
five forwards, five guards. And I'll be honest, a lot of the guys had way better basketball resumes than me. But I was the only guy there that that was uh, European, that was Italian. So they figured if I went out there, I'd be more marketable because I could get the citizenship. And that was always a dream of mine to get Italian citizenship. Yeah. Me too, man. We'll get we'll get into that. So. Yeah. What did you guys do in the tournament? So we flew into La Spezia and we mm-hmm. stayed on the um the the Italian naval base mm-hmm. where like the guys would come in um and like the ba- it was the barracks like where they would come and stay for a week. So mm-hmm. I mean it was it was an awesome experience. It, it was in the north of Italy. It was by Genova. It was an hour from Pisa. Mm-hmm. So we went out there and they had food for us every day and we trained six seven hours a day and then at the end of the week we had two showcase games. So it was. It wasn't really a tournament, but more a showcase. More a showcase, show. yeah. So then, what happened? So when I was out there, the guy who brought me out there, they had one agent that mm-hmm. they wanted everybody to sign with, and they wanted me to sign a three-year deal with the agent. But I didn't want to really sign a deal with anybody at first, especially more than one year, because I didn't really know what where, was going on. What was going on? Honestly, that's smart of you because a lot of people just jump into it. Yeah, and out of the ten guys, only two guys took that deal. And when I was out there, I was, you know, because they saw an Italian guy. So I made contacts with other people out there. And when I had came home, I had no job offers because they kind of said this agent was the exclusive agent for the team. And he had the contact. So I had came home and I said, wow, maybe it was a waste of time. But I had spoke to a guy from that town that had other contacts. And an, an agent hit me up. Jorge Rafati, who was half Italian, half Argentinian, uh-huh. and he said, "Listen, I have a job for you in Sicily." He said, "It's in a really small town. It's, it's like it's not a, a glamorous job, but he said it's good to get your foot in the door. The people are really warm." They're what was the town in Sicily? Licata. And what was it by? Like, what is that near? I'm it's in a, by Agrigento. It's in the south, south central Sicily. South central Sicily. Yeah. So, like, what? Two hours from Palermo. About, yeah, about three hours. Three hours from Palermo. So, when he said it wasn't, like, a nice job, were you saying, like, the team was, like, not, like, big on spending money on players, or what do you mean? Well, because it, it was in, in the regional league. So, in Sicily, they have their own separate league, which is not separate, but they only play teams in Sicily. And he said, in the job, you're going to a small town, you're not going to be staying in big accommodations he said you know it's it's not like going to a, a big team where you're going to be flying on planes and you're taking you know, buses and taking stuff buses like that. yeah that's dope though so it's definitely so you, were, you basically saw all of sicily though right every, every town in sicily right. from the north to the south what was um like so you're playing in sicily now how did that work? They offered you a contract for a year, two years? They offered me a one-year contract, and mm-hmm. I didn't actually never sign the contract because I went there. The agent said, if you want to work with me, you don't have to sign with me. I want you to go take this job, and then we'll take it from there. Because he said, if anything doesn't work out, I don't want to you know, have any strings attached. Because he knows like a lot of people didn't want to take the job because th- especially... The, the team wanted somebody that kind of spoke Italian. And my Italian isn't great, but I could understand it. I understand. So you could get around. I could get around. So And they said, you know, you're going out there. Again, like you're in a small town. There's not a lot to do. You know, you're in kind of by the, the water, kind of by the country. So he said, I need like, he told me I need a tough guy to go out there. <laughs> you know? So how did you do out there? Well, I led the league in scoring and assists. I averaged 24 points a game during the season. And I averaged 
31 points a game in the playoffs, and we ended up the season in second place. But I had left. Uh, Who was first? First was Messina. Oh, Messina. That's yeah. a big city, though. They had a really good team. Yeah. That's a big that's a big city though in Sicily so yeah. they probably had more money like to spend on players. Yeah, they had a they had a really good team that year. So is it is it like the way um you know soccer is that it's like a table and if you win you get 3 points or how is this like the standings how do they work? Yeah, it's the same thing like yeah. soccer you get points and then if uh you win city a chi you go to city a b and then if you win city a b the top 4 teams of the league or the top 2 teams from in, in Sicily, there was a East and a West. So the top two teams from the East play the top two in the West, and then the winner goes for the promotion. To play? In Serie B. That's sick. But you were telling me there was only like one other uh, foreigner on your team, right? From what, so Lithuania. So you were an American, and then there was a seven-foot Lithuanian kid. Yeah. <laughs> and was he good or no? He was real good, yeah. yeah. Is he still playing out there? Now he's playing in Germany. Yeah? yeah. For what team? I'm not sure what team. I think he's in the, the third division, Germany, but yeah. he's having a good year. He, he loves it out there. Yeah, man. Everybody loves Germany. Yeah. A lot of Italians go there to work. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. But what was the biggest difference between now playing basketball for Malloy, who's like, you know, one of the biggest high school basketball teams in New York City, to a little village in Sicily? I mean, it was it was definitely humbling, you know, going out there, and it was definitely like it wasn't really culture shock for me because when I first went out there, I didn't know what to expect. I thought, you know, I hear a lot of guys who go to you know countries and they don't like it, they don't like the food, but I'm not gonna lie, going out there felt like home because the food was all the foods I ate here as a kid. Exactly, the people, pizza, pizza, all that stuff, pasta, yeah, pasta, and the people out there were really welcoming. It was a very like family atmosphere, you know. So you were out there alone, obviously, now. I was out there alone, yeah. So you have your wife and kids back here. Well, at that time, I was engaged to, to my wife, who's, who I'm with, still with now, but she was in her last year of college, so she stayed back here to finish school, so I went out there by myself, and we didn't have kids at the time. Oh, you didn't have yeah, kids yet. Yeah. Luckily, because that would have been much harder. It would have been hard. I, I don't think I would have done it. You probably yeah. wouldn't have done it. Yeah. And what was the plan, like... I'm going to play here and then you'll move to Italy with me, like pretty much? Yeah, we were, we were kind of just working it out at the time. I mean, it all depended. Winging it, pretty winging much, it. Yeah. it all depended on, you know, the money and uh, what the situation was. Because at the time, we weren't really sure. Because, you know, I was 20, 22 years old. My wife was 21. So we really didn't know. You're you know, so young. I was young, yeah. Now, the season ends and what happens after that? Like So in a, in a semifinal game, we had... We had just finished the semifinal, uh, the quarterfinals, and we're going to play the semifinals versus Messina. And we were on a roll. We had won like six games straight, and we had a break, like a one-week break. And was this like during the holidays or something? Like it was right before Easter. Okay. So we had a one-week break, and four days before the game, uh, five days before the game, my father had passed away. So my mother had called me and said, "Hey, you got to come home." So I came home for the funeral. And my plan was to go back or to for the for the semifinal game, but when I came back, you know, I didn't really want to leave my mother and my brother, so I decided to stay. And they kind of told me, like, listen, like, if, you know, I, we understand everything, so if you don't come back, I mean, they owed me one month's salary, so they kind of said, listen, if you don't come back, it's okay, we'll just, you know, you're not going to get the salary, but no hard feelings, so... 
I uh, I didn't actually make it back to the semifinal. Yeah, because that Italy that Italy style they pay every month. Oh man, yeah, it's bad sometimes. <laughs> it's bad, right? Yeah, and it, then they duck you to get to pay you and stuff. I'll yeah, if you if you're not winning or you're not performing, you might not get paid, and you you know they'll tell you go home. You know, I, I know a lot of guys that went out there. They played two three months with no money because they were losing, and they got sent home. You know? It's crazy. Yeah. People do that with like people that are carpenters too. Oh yeah. They'll just work and not pay on like sorry, yeah. I don't got it this month. Yeah. Italy's so bad with that, man. The first month I was there, I I got paid and half the team didn't get paid. <laughs> you know? What could you even say, right? Can't say anything. They guys, said win you guys, games. You guys are all asking each other, like, did you get paid? Did you get paid? Yeah. But yeah, man, I remember when your father passed away, man. I literally remember that day. Yeah, thank you, man. And I'm man. I'm sorry, like, cause he really was an awesome guy. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, he, he, you know, we our families grew up together. I know all Sabino's family. He knows my family. Like, you know, it's a growing up in Williamsburg, and it was a real tight knit, you know, community back then. You yeah, know? exactly. And you know what? Even though a lot of people moved away in Williamsburg, like the originals still like keep it tight. You know? Yeah, definitely. Like we we like let's say when people come to my shop, maybe I'm lucky because. If like someone wants to see like people, they just come to the shop and right, you'll right. bump into all the, you know, neighborhood people. But yeah, man, and you're actually Sanzes too. Yeah, you're part Sanzes. So. Yeah, my grandmother's from Sanza, and my grandfather's from Valata and Avellino. Yeah, playing basketball in Sicily, man. Yeah. What uh, what were some funny stories out there? Well, when I first got there, I was living by myself for three, four days, and I got out the plane and. Right out the plane, they said, all right, go take an hour nap. You got to go to practice. So went to practice. So the first day I was there, they told me, okay, we're going to pick you up at 5 o'clock. You know, come downstairs at 5 o'clock. I said, okay, no problem. So I'm dressed and ready by 4.30. I'm downstairs waiting. It's 5 o'clock, 5.30, 6 o'clock. So I went back upstairs. So I hear Rocco, Rocco screaming. So I, I come downstairs. They said, oh, I thought it was 5 o'clock. They were like, oh, don't worry. We had something to do. So practice actually started at... Like around seven o'clock, people are strolling in. So the guy, you know, one of the guys told me it was me like, much more relaxed. Much right? more relaxed. There's no time frame, especially yeah. the town I was in. And these were all Italian kids on your team, right? Everybody was Sicilian, and then we had one guy from from Napoli and one guy from Puglia. Were they good though? They were good. Yeah, yeah. the two guys that weren't from the town were um were were like the you best know, players. Were right? the best players, and then we had a guy who's who's a legend in that town, uh, Alessandro Vecchio, who's probably the best player I played there. Was on my team. He was about forty years old, forty one. He had played in. He was forty one at that time. At that time, and he averaged twenty two points a game. What position did he play? He was a shooting guard. Yeah, he but shot. that's that's what you played too, right? I was point guard out there. Oh, you were playing point guard. I was playing point guard. Yeah. And wow, he was just—he was just a beast. So you kind of had to adapt your game to play out there. Then I had to—I had to change my game because I was primarily always like a combo a shooting guard, guard, shooting yeah. guard. And when I was out there, I had to run the point. And then it was a little bit changed for me. I feel like that year, you know, was was the was the best year for me basketball-wise. I had the best stats, and I had because I was able to focus out there. I had no distractions. I was eating healthy food. I was, you know, around good people. I was working out as hard as I could. So it was—it was a good year, you know. Yeah, but. Definitely playing point guard or a combo guard is different because now you had to create shots for everybody else. You had to create shots and you, know, you had to keep everybody happy. You didn't want to, you know, hog the ball too much, but then they expected you to score 25 points a game and, and win every game, you know? Yeah. 
So this guy was 41 years old. 41 years and old. And what was he, like a three-point shooter or something? Yeah, he just shot lights out. And he, if you see him, he would shoot unorthodox. Was he like in crazy shape? In crazy shape. Yeah? They okay. used to make us do soccer drills two times a week. They, they would call it like soccer practice. And we would play soccer and do all soccer drills. With a soccer ball? With a soccer ball. Everybody out there was an awesome soccer player. I tell them I never played soccer a day in my life. And you know I, they knew it, but they all look like they play professional soccer. <laughs> I mean, they probably could, but yeah. they're just playing basketball. Now you yeah. know what it is? Like everybody in Italy just plays soccer. Yeah. But where I'm, where we're from in Sanza, bro, there's no basketball there. No basketball. That's why I just can't imagine it. Like yeah, seeing a league like that. Yeah. So, what um, how was it as far as like you know? Before practice, you guys just go sip espresso at the oh, cafe. And... Oh, I never seen... Because every time you come in my shop, we have an espresso yeah. together. Yeah. So I know the vibes, you know? Every morning, we'd, we'd wake up about 8 in the morning. We'd go to the coffee shop, have espresso and either a croissant or... Sometimes we go get Italian ice inside the bread. They had like a, a stand right there where it was a lemon ice inside like a, a sugary bread. We'd yeah. have that in the morning. And then we'd go to practice. Right after practice, we'd go get another espresso, go to the manager's house to eat lunch. His wife would cook a big lunch every day. The manager's house of the, the team. The manager's house, yeah. It's like it's like a family almost. It's like a family. And it would be like three or four guys. We'd go there and eat. But lunch over there, they had siesta. so you take a nap too? Take a nap too. Every day. On the couch? On the couch. Yeah, I'd go back to, to my apartment where I live because I lived like a 15-minute walk. So we'd walk back. But every day, the whole town shut down between like 12. One, one and four. 12, yeah. Like 12 and four? 12 and four, yeah. To take a nap, eat lunch. Yeah, everybody goes home for lunch. What was the population of this town? I'm not sure, but it was a small town. Like, like 5,000? Probably. 10,000? Maybe even smaller. Yeah. They had one main street and then everything else was... It was by the sea. I was about 10 minutes from the ocean. You the know? beach? It was a nice beach? Oh, beautiful. Did you go to the beach a lot out there? When it got warmer, I was going every day. Yeah, see, it's <laughs> just a different lifestyle, man. You really enjoy it out there. Yeah. So what's going on nowadays, man? Well, what, are you, what are you doing? Right now, I'm an operating engineer in Local 94. Oh, nice. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I've been doing that about three years. You're definitely not going to go play basketball in Italy now. No, no. <laughs> That's better money than that, I can guarantee you. Yeah. How you like... What is it? 94, you says operating? Operating engineers, yeah. Nice. So you like it? I love it. I love it. I mean, since I came home, right when I came home, my son was born. So right away, I went to work. I was in 32BJ. I started out as a porter. Mm -hmm. I moved up to a handyman. And then, uh, you know, I, I was trying to get in Local 94. I had the good opportunity to get in. So I took it, and I've been there three years now. Nice. You have two kids now, right? I have two kids. Two yeah. boys, right? Two boys, yeah. Yeah. And how old are they? Five and three. Yeah. And they look just like you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Rocco's brother, uh, Joey, is uh, from our neighborhood, too. He's from Greenpoint. Rocco and Joey are from Greenpoint. I'm from Williamsburg, but it's like a 10-minute walk. But we were talking about Joey the other night, and you know Joey's like four or five years younger. Yeah. I know he's four years younger than me, so, he's, right? Yeah, he's six, six uh, younger than me, five. And, five than yeah, me. Yeah. So I remember like whenever I see Joey, he's like doing... Like, um, he has like a dope clothing line, but he's like in that fashion wave. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Like his style sometimes, I look at it, I'm like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it'll turn your head, but you know, yeah. he's about it. He, he oh, can get yeah. away with it because he's tall and skinny. 
Yeah. But uh, we were talking about how he went out the other night. He's like, yo, they rolled deep. Oh, yeah. Like, your brother Joey's the king of Greenpoint. Oh, like, yeah. He knows everybody. Everybody. I mean, you know what it is nowadays? Like, a lot of my friends moved away, and, you know, they have families, or, you know, like, people get older. But my brother's friends, he has legit probably 20, 25 people. The same guys. Best he, friends. Best like, friends that he grew up with. And when they go out, they everybody goes out. Everybody yeah. goes out. Yeah. And then the extended friends, too. Yeah. So they yeah. were, like, 40, 50 deep. Yeah. And that reminds me of, like, 18, 19. Yeah. Like, nowadays, I can't get one person to go out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's somebody's birthday. Their whole crew goes out. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And I see it all over Instagram. Yeah. When they go out, it's like crazy. But in front of you, listen now. Uh, his brother Joey, his clothing line's Bando, B-A-N-D-O. Check it out. He got some fire shirts. Yeah. And um, Rocco's Instagram's Rocco Rubino. Yeah. For anybody who wants to see, he's still killing uh, all the local leagues. Yeah. You recently just won... Uh, a league with a uh, big Luke, I saw. Big right? Luke, yeah, and uh, in Christ the King, we play in the RPSA men's league. Mm -hmm. So we're the five five time champs. We won it five times in a row. Yeah, man, it's not fair because you play professional, <laughs> smoking everybody else out. But uh, that team was Luke, you, Shavar, Shavar, Pat, Pat Modaleski, uh my brother Joey, uh, Damian Zelinski. Uh, we have a real good team. Um, Lauren Terrell from Williamsburg. La, real good player. Yeah. Travis Pyle from Greenpoint. Yeah. Real those, good player. Those uh, Polish kids know how to play, right? Yeah, them Polish guys. And they're guys, bruisers, too. They're bruisers, man. Ain't no, nobody's out rebounding Luke. And <laughs> nobody's driving on them because they no. know they're going to get whacked. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes you need that, man. You need a foul hard when uh, somebody's getting the paint too much, you know? Yeah, especially the Polish guys. They play old school Greenpoint, you know? You yeah. go through the lane, you're going to feel it, you, you know? Can't, you can't do that in the NBA now. No. Nope. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Rock, all the best, man. I appreciate you taking time. Anything else you want to shout out? I just want to shout out to everybody in Greenpoint, Williamsburg, St. Cecilia's, Milton Park. I want to thank Sabino for having me on here. I had a blast. Yeah, me too, man. And, I appreciate uh, you coming. Yeah, thank you, man. And Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year, everybody. And listen, I've been wanting to do this rock, uh, podcast with Rock for months, man. I've been telling him, yo, let's do it, let's mm -hmm. do it. Because every time he comes to check me in the shop, it's like we're talking about all these crazy stories he has. Yeah. I really enjoyed this one, man. It went smooth. Yeah, thank you, man. Glad to be on here. All right, <laughs> man. Awesome. Have a good day, everybody. See you later. <laughs> And here's a word from the sponsors. Be sure to check out Fabrizia Limoncello on Instagram, which can be found at Fabrizia underscore Limoncello, F-A-B-R-I-Z-I-A underscore L-I-M-O-N-C-E-L-L-O. And be sure to click on their link in the bio to find a local retailer by you. Francesco's Bakery in Hicksville now offering next day shipping on cannoli kits, rainbow cookies, and other cookie trays. Make sure to check them out on Instagram at Francesco's Bakery. Go to www.hardcoreitalians.com. Use special code GUI. Again, special code GUI, short for Growing Up Italian, for all special discounts. Thank you.